Welcome to the Darknet Summary. In this month's episode, we deal with matters of the heart, online romance scams, which are fast becoming one of the biggest schemes in the world. When it comes to falling head over heels for someone, all too often, all reasoned thinking may go out the window. Most scammers know this and will use all manner of techniques to reel in victims and then use their emotions against them to make money. But from our own fraud intelligence point of view, we're more interested in the methods scammers use to perpetrate their acts. Very often, but not always, this involves the help of darknet forums and marketplaces. Scammers will share their knowledge, tips and tricks, and will even direct follow scammers to purchase the right tools to commit online romance scams. Here to explain more about online romance scams and how to spot them is Netone's intelligence specialist, Michal Barbash. Online romance scams go by many names, from the commonly known catfishing and e-whoring or even pig butchering, meaning that a pig is fattened up before slaughter. Call them what you like, the aim is always the same, to scam unwitting victims into giving up their money or aid the process of purchasing cryptocurrencies or even money laundering, to name a few of the unpleasant outcomes. Unfortunately, these types of scams grow threefold from 2017-2021, according to the US Federal Trade Commission. Michal, so we've heard about catfishing, which involves scammers using fake identities and stolen photos of random people to fool victims into falling in love with them. And we've also heard about e-whoring too, which uses nude photos and videos of people that are either stolen or coerced from victims for resale. I guess my question is, just how do scammers start the whole process of online romance scams? And what specific types of fraud are used to perpetrate these acts? What we already know is that online romance scams are fast becoming one of the most popular types of scams simply because it's easy to commit. With the explosion of online dating services, anyone looking to date is opening themselves up to potential heartache, particularly because raw emotion is involved. Scammers will use the emotions of their targets against them. Contact does not even have to occur on dating sites, but simply meeting via social media, making friends requests. Fraudsters prefer to use one-to-one communication to avoid screening of such messages and potentially being caught, which is why in the early stages of contact, a scammer will suggest communicating via an alternative messaging service. This is common with all kinds of internet scams. Also on customer-to-customer marketplaces, scammers always try to move discussion to other messengers. Thanks to this, scammers prevent being banned too early. From a fraud point of view, a scammer must have an account before attempting a romance scam, which can be created by themselves, stolen through an account takeover, or purchased in the dark web from other criminals. If an account is acquired or created, the scammer will definitely need to conceal their own identity, therefore they will need to find personal photos of random social media users to later use for their own fake profile and hide behind their synthetic identity, a potential mix of numerous real information along with random photos of people. They could also use photos of completely synthetic people created by artificial intelligence. Identity theft is common in online romance scams where typical social engineering scams may entice victims to click on a phishing link, allowing scammers to steal personally identifiable information in order to create online accounts in their name or apply for loans, etc. 
The real person whose identity may be stolen can often be unaware their identity is being used online until people start to contact them. This was the case with the retired U.S. Army Colonel Brian Denny, whose details have been used thousands of times to trick women into fake online relationship with an American soldier. So just to recap, there's ATO, identity theft and social engineering taking place all at the same time to begin and continue the whole process. How long can this go on for? Scammers often play the long game, sometimes building up a fake relationship over a few years, making pleas for the victim to send money to help a sick relative, or even encouraged to help with a cash boost to invest in cryptocurrencies to fund a new life together. Many people who fall for online romance scams give away their money willingly, believing they are helping. They realize too late that they have been scammed, by which point they may have transferred thousands of dollars to the scammer. Once it is converted into cryptocurrencies, it is difficult to retrieve. It must be said that public awareness about online romance scams is actually improving, thanks to increased media attention and educational campaigns. Unfortunately, this doesn't feel like much of a victory. Despite a 10% decrease in the number of reported victims in 2022, the total monetary losses to this type of scam actually surpassed $1 billion. So what else can be done by businesses to prevent online romance scams? Indeed, although the number of victims may have decreased, it appears the online romance scams remain popular simply because they are profitable to scammers. It is also important to remember that many people may be too hurt or embarrassed to admit or report to being scammed. While public education is important, companies can deploy effective user authentication to ensure scammers cannot sign up to online dating services with stolen details, use stolen accounts or create multiple online identities. Thank you, Michal. It is clear that online romance scams will continue. For even with the best online defences, Cupid's arrow may blind victims to the realities of what is truly happening to them. The dark net is proving to be a hotbed for all types of fraud, not just for romance scammers, which is why we will always continue to monitor the dark net. It is essential to keep up with the latest trends and techniques used to commit this and other types of scams and fraud. That's the end of the Darknet Summary. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tune in next month for the latest episode of the Darknet Summary. Our Neto and Fraud Prevention blog also contains a wealth of expert analysis on the dark web and anti-fraud issues in general, so feel free to check those out. If you wish to contact us regarding anything you've heard in this podcast or have general suggestions for us, we'd be delighted to hear from you. Send us an email to contact at netone.com. 